This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Spinner. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Monroe and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll be sharing local news and views. On today's episode, Women's History Month and Japanese Architecture. But first some news. Japan has said it plans to include 143 individuals and organisations to a growing list of Russian sanctions after G7 leaders last week promised further punishments against Moscow following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Sanctions that include freezing assets and a ban on exports by Japanese companies will primarily target politicians, the military as well as businesses in Russia. Japanese advertising giant Dentsu, a former Olympic organising committee executive and others were formally charged this week for allegedly rigging bids in connection with the 2021 Tokyo Games. Prosecutors took the decision after receiving complaints from the Japan Fair Trade Commission, indicting six companies including Dentsu's rival Hakodo and Yasuo Mori, former operations executive for the Tokyo Olympics Organising Committee. Nissan has said it plans to make nearly every car sold in Europe by 2026 electric, accelerating the global push for zero emissions. Revising its long-term strategy published in 2021, the carmaker said that it expects to increase the ratio of hybrid and all-electric cars sold in Europe from 75 to 98%. And finally, Japan will end its general testing of visitors arriving from China from today onwards. Officials will now randomly select travellers arriving from the country and then ask them to provide proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within 72 hours of their departure. The government also plans to scrap its rule limiting the number of planes at Japanese airports flying to and from China at Narita, Haneda, Kansai and Chubu, signalling a fall in the number of recent infections for both countries. Today, March 1st, marks the start of Women's History Month, while next Wednesday, March 8th, is also International Women's Day. The Prixa Architecture Prize-winning architect Kazuo Sajima was recently named winner of this year's Jane Drew Prize for Architecture for raising the profile of female architects. Sajima is best known as the co-founder of the architectural studio Sana, which she co-founded with Rue Nishizawa. And she joins the likes of American Denise Scott Brown and Yasmin Larry, Pakistan's first female architect, on a list named after the pioneering writer, architect and academic Jane Drew. Born in 1956, Sajima worked for Toi Ito and then co-founded Sana, a move no doubt influenced in part by Reiko Tomita, the first female architect to graduate from the University of Tokyo and one of the co-founders of Atelier Zo, or the Elephant Group. Tomita studied under Kenzo Tange and later alongside Hiroyasu Higuchi and Koichi Otake formed the three-person studio in 1971, craving a more intimate relationship between people and things. 
and with the likes of Itsuko Hasegawa, Momio Kajima of Atelier Bow Wow, and Astrid Klein of Klein Dyth Architecture, all contemporaries of Sejima, there's a new generation of female architects leading the way. Take Kumiko Inui of Inui Architects, for example. She's been working in Tokyo for almost 20 years as an independent architect, designing private houses, planning urban centres, rebuilding a school hit by the Great East Japan earthquake, even designing stores for Louis Vuitton and Dior. It's a pluralist approach, shared by almost every architect learning to be flexible in a city constantly changing. Itomari of Urban Architectural Office, Yuko Nagayama, Yoko Takaike, even Chie Kono, all share ingenious solutions for making use of what little space a project has. Other architects like Mio Suniyama of Studio M&M, Suzuko Yamada and Miho Tominaga of Tomito Architecture all run diverse studios of their own, adding a more gentle geography to the city. My Commodore of the studio Compass Arc is also one architect spreading their wings, with an office in Hong Kong as well as in Tokyo. And there's even 20-year-old Rue Itasaka, making furniture and occasionally collaborating with other industries, like ceramics maker Lixil, creating their own ceramic tile. Perhaps one takeaway from all of this is how these female architects and others adapt to the challenges they face, not by distinguishing stylistic differences, but by seeking a real connection in one form or another. As Toshiko Mori of Toshiko Mori Architects in New York describes, they work within an industry that shares a universal language, listening and observing while thinking, as she puts it, of how best to find commonalities and create a space for collaboration. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in on Friday, March the 3rd. And if you enjoyed this or any of the episodes so far this year and throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com or even leave a voice message at speakpipe.com forward slash notebook with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook.